You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Sorry for the uh, tardiness on this. I was going to record after the game last night, technically early Monday morning, but the emotions were a little too high. I just didn't think, like, my head wasn't very clear, and so I decided to go to sleep instead and then ran into, you know, normal work schedule stuff. But uh, I need to and want to talk about TC baseball. So Frogs this weekend – they fall to Louisiana on Friday night. Drop that game by a final score of seven to six. Uh, ended up winning on Saturday afternoon. Came back on Sunday afternoon. Great performance from Cam Brown and won. And then on Sunday night, a crazy game against AM. Austin Crope was phenomenal. Got pulled with one out in the sixth. Luke Savage came in, struggled, um, and the bullpen just in general, Garrett Wright, River Ridings, Caleb Bolden, it didn't work. They end up losing 15-9, to and there's so much that happened over the course of 36 hours, and it's really disappointing that, I mean, because of the end result, TCU does not advance. They made the regional final. If they won on Sunday, they would have forced a game on Monday night. They could not get that done. Bottom line is they didn't advance out of the regional, the College Station Regional. A&M advances. Uh, fell to their former coach in Jim Sloshnagel. But there were a lot of good things that happened this weekend. Because of the timing of, of you know the pod and when I'm recording this, it really doesn't seem too pertinent to talk about. But just a quick rundown. Um... Garrett uh, Garrett Wright was fantastic on Saturday. Um, Cam Brown was amazing on Sunday. Pitched eight innings. Only gave up one run. Gave them a chance to play the Aggies Sunday night with the chance to play again on Monday. Uh, Cam's a guy that was a Tuesday night starter to start the year. Thrust in the weekend rotation because of the injury to Austin Crowe. Struggled a lot. They pulled him out. But really starting with that Florida State series... After Riley Cornelio got knocked around, he came in in long relief and did a nice job. Did that again the next week against Oklahoma and sort of found his footing. But that game against Louisiana, the elimination game on Saturday, that was the first time we really saw like fully what TCU expected and the hype around Cam Brown come to its realization. He was commanding his fastball and his off-speed stuff. He was getting strikeouts. Um, TCU took an early 2-0 lead in that game. Braden Taylor had a home run at the top of the first. And then bases loaded, nobody out. Um, You know, Louisiana started rolling, and it looked like that thing was going to get ugly. But Cam settled in. He struck out two. He got out of that jam. And then really after that, uh, just did an incredible job and didn't run into much trouble after that happened. So really great effort from him. Tommy Sacco is marvelous, and he has been all year long. Had some huge hits in the regional, including a two-run bomb 
that put them up 9-8 on the Aggies on Sunday night, and it felt like maybe that was enough to get it done, to get a victory. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Just horrible pitching in the, in the top of the ninth inning cost TCU. They blew that lead quickly. But he gave them a lead. Braden Taylor hit a big three-run homer in that Aggie game that uh, tied it up at seven after A&M scored five runs in the bottom of the sixth, or in the top of the seventh, excuse me, and, um, and pushed that lead out to seven to three. Um, he had a home run against Louisiana. Like, he was also just really good. Porter Brown had some good at-bats. Um, Curtis Byrne had a great weekend. Like, there was a lot of good. Ultimately, though, they lost, and it was – they fought till the end. I think the loss stung because of how it went down. They had their chances to win that game and just couldn't close it out, couldn't get outs when they needed to. Um, Luke Savage really struggled over the last month of the season, and he was – their main bullpen guy. I said before the year, I thought this bullpen could be a strength of the team. I was absurdly wrong about that. Um, it was a weak spot all year. And really nobody had a great season start to finish. Like River Riding started the year strong and then just really struggled. Garrett Wright wasn't even really in the rotation to start the season, but eventually became like their lockdown closer. Um, Luke Savage had a really nice stretch for the first couple months of the year. Postseason was not as effective. And so I think that's the, the biggest thing to address. Now, of course, all that might look differently if Marcelo Perez is able to stay in the bullpen because he was such a huge piece. And missing, like not having him for the middle innings um, was big because even though he – turned into a good starter. It just kind of jumbled up everybody's responsibility. Caleb Bolden had flashes, but overall struggled. And I think he and Tommy Vale, the two transfers, Caleb from Arkansas and Tommy Vale from Notre Dame, they thought those guys would be better. And neither of them really materialized in the way that they had hoped. So that has to get fixed. Um, you know, this lineup, it is what it is. It, it, it's, top-heavy, and I feel like one thing that just kind of big picture is intriguing to me. Um, college baseball's changing, and what I mean by that is we're just seeing more and more runs, and so to a certain extent, I feel like TC might have to reevaluate the way they build rosters. Like, for the longest time, it was a team that was built on pitching and defense, and the pitching was elite. I think the pitching was better, significantly better than it is right now. But this is still a team that has good arms. Um, I just think the bats don't always, you know, live up to their end of the billing. And it's really, you know, top to bottom, just not having a lineup that one through nine can put the fear in a pitcher and, and swing the bat well. Um, and Tommy Sacco is going to be gone next year. So... That's a, those are big shoes to fill because he was their best hitter this season, and it really wasn't close. I mean, Braden Taylor had a really nice season as well and has some great power. But, I mean, Sacco was the guy. Sacco was the guy. So I'll have to replace that. Um, I think the future is bright. You know, Kirk Sarloose in year one, it wasn't always pretty. But ultimately, they finished 16-8 in Big 12 play, which was good enough for a Big 12 title. Um, they fought hard in a regional. But this is now 
four seasons, really five if you count the COVID year, but we won't because things shut down. Four straight seasons where they have not advanced out of a regional. Um, and, you know, those those 2018-2019 teams, um, they were 2018, they missed the tournament. 2019, they were a borderline tournament team that closed the season strong. 2020 COVID situation. 2021, really good regular season. Um, Big 12 co-champs get bounced in a regional if they hosted. Uh, 2022, good regular season, won the Big 12, gets sent on the road and get bounced uh, in the College Station Regional. So that needs to turn around. And I think, you know, you need a deeper lineup. You need better bullpen arms. And we'll see about the starting rotation. I, I Going into next season, I mean, conceivably – you could be looking at a rotation of Riley Cornelio, um, Cam Brown, and Caveman Parker. And if Riley is healthy and I think in a in a better headspace going into the year, then that's a, a really good number one starter. And Brown and Parker are guys that have a lot of potential and I think could grow into their roles as the year goes on. I have seen, like, in some early projections, people projecting Austin Crow back in the rotation. Maybe that does happen. Maybe he misses out on the MLB draft this year because he was hurt. Um, but I don't really expect him to be back. That's just my guess. I think his stuff is good enough that even with the injury, he'll get picked and he'll move on. But I don't have any insider information on that. That's just me sort of projecting. Um, and then, you know, you're losing Gray Rogers. You're losing Tommy Sacco. You're going to have to replace some of that production. Uh, guys like Curtis Byrne, potentially Porter Brown if he decides to come back, Elijah Nunez, Braden Taylor, they're going to have to continue to be good and continue to step up. And then hopefully some of these young players also take the next step. But overall, I'm proud of this team. I think they, they fought hard. They, they maximized their potential in some ways. But I just I, I feel I feel disappointed that this was a program that seemed to be trending towards being one of the blue bloods in college baseball where you could almost pencil in, you know, hosting a regional. And if you take care of your business, a super regional. And that hasn't been the case the last couple of seasons. And maybe Kirk can turn that around. Uh, you know, we'll see if they dip in the transfer portal more than they have in the past. But I would just like to see that jump. Um, that we've kind of been expecting now for a few years. That'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today. I'll be back on Wednesday. Um, this is Lockdown Horn Frogs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team, and it's every day.